0: Somebody say amen to that. Hallelujah. And so thank you. And uh, because great teams always outperform a collection of talented individuals. There's a lot of talent out there, but they're individuals, and God looks for team. Always does. That's why he has a church. That's why he has a body. Amen. Amen. Somebody say amen. Somebody say hey dude. Hey, dude. Hallelujah. Just say hello to somebody as you take your seat. And we're going to do something in a moment. The band can stay here because we're not finished yet. All right. It's great to have you here today. And remember, invite your world, please. Invite your world. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, during this prayer time, during this prayer time, I know, I know the thing is, you know, the great thing about Christians, at least when you give them a chance to say hello, it's like they're launched. They got, they're ready. They're ready for the pastor to say, say hello, because they've they built up these thousand words that they want to launch onto somebody, right? Amen. So um, during this prayer time, there are a couple of things that I really saw that God, that God spoke to me. It really began to work in me. Well, one of them is really... Uh, a deep passion for the 40 and under generation. There's something God started to birth in me. So I'm just telling you now, I'm just sending out this warning to the 40 and under generation. We're going to get you into revival because there's stuff that you need to experience that you've not experienced. Amen. Amen. And if you're just over 40, you can decide which side you fall. Amen. But I'm, I'm 61 this month, so I, I fall on the 20-something side, right? Is that right? Is that right, Uncle Mike? Is that right? Is there we go. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So um, the, the, but, but the, one thing, the second thing God showed me was, was the more they press against you, the more I will bless you. The more people resist you, the more I will bless you. The more the enemy comes for you, the more I will bless you. He prepares the table before you in the presence of your enemies. And I'll tell you, for all of you as you, as you connected with this, I'll tell you what, God is going to bless you. Amen. God is, God is no man's debtor. Amen. There south of the river, Rockingham. Hallelujah. And, and one of the things Isaiah chapter 52 I saw as I read this was one of the scriptures that came up. And as I pondered this and looked at this and really, the, the, you know, the scriptures give you faith. God speaks to you through the scriptures come alive. You all know I always use a lot of scriptures. I've got nothing to say to anybody apart from scriptures. Nothing. I can tell you stories, but it's the scriptures. The word that, that births things in us and we're able to speak. Nothing else. Amen. And so... In verse 6 he says, Therefore my people shall know my name. Therefore, they shall know in that day that I am he who speaks. Behold, it is I. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news. So this, this to, we're gonna, I'm gonna anoint people this morning. Alright. It says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news. I'm gonna anoint people's feet this morning, number one. Alright. And he says, Who proclaims peace who brings glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, the church, who says to Zion, your God reigns. So so I really felt this morning and and really impressed on God to anoint people that there's a, those people with a heart to bring the gospel of salvation. It doesn't necessarily mean you're even an evangelist, but you have a heart for the gospel to bring that to people but who carry the authority or who understand the authority that says to the church, your God reigns. There's there's something that God wants to birth and He's busy birthing in those who have a heart for people that they say, your God reigns, who say to Zion, your God reigns. There's something that will flow, listen to me, that will flow from those who have a passion and a heart for evangelism and a heart for the lost and a heart for the nations that, that will rise through them and say, proclaim to the church, your God reigns. Hallelujah. Because that's the message of the the evangelist, the message of those who carry this heart for people is your God reigns. But I'm going to anoint people's feet this morning. You say, are you going to get down on your knees? No, I ain't. (laughs) i just send a Bluetooth anointing. Amen. But number one. So if that's you, I'm going to call you up in a moment. Whether there's 1, 10, 20, 30, it doesn't matter. All right. Because there's something that God wants to release in people to say, your God reigns. And I tell you, I saw this very clearly as we prayed. There are some people who prayed 17, 18 hours, not straight. Incredible. My wife's one of those prayer warriors prayed like probably 15 hours. I managed like 12, then I had to go to do some ministry at another church Saturday morning. But, but the, 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 second, the second thing I want to pray for is this. In verse 8, it says, Your watchmen shall lift up their voices. With their voices they shall sing together, for they shall see eye to eye when the Lord brings back Zion. Zion. Break forth into joy, sing together your waste places of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. The second group I want to pray for is watchmen. Those who have a prophetic seer watchman intercession anointing, not al-flaco. Amen. Because he says that in this context of d- God releasing the evangelists, there are the watchmen who, with their voices, they sing together, who see eye to eye. In other words, no competition. No insecurity, no trying to look better, no trying to down other people to elevate yourself, no trying to be the big shot, none of that. God gives, cares not one bit about what we think is important. Amen. There's a humility that must come in, in the hearts and minds of those. To are watchmen that they begin to say Lord not my will but your will be done so the two groups of people I want to pray for in the south there Pastor David will help you and the team will help you the same so the first the first team and we're going to start to worship in a moment with that song I'm going to ask us and I, I hope you get this because this is an anointing that God's going to release upon people. Because the beautiful feet, I I really felt we need to pray for beautiful feet because there are are people out there that need salvation so desperately. And there's a fresh anointing going to come upon people like that. There are people that are watchmen that need to start being alert. The other thing, by the way, is the the 40-plus generation, God is wanting to equip them, but I'll deal with that at another, another stage. So right now, I want us all to stand to our feet. I know it's part of worship. They're in, in Rockingham. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. And so those with you believe, I've got the beautiful feet. I I, I want to bring the proclamation of salvation and and carry this message and speak this message to God's people, the church, your God reigns. That there's a fire and a force and a heaviness that comes because what I realize in these days is that God wants to put His heaviness upon them. That we speak with authority. Amen. So those people, number one, I'm going to ask you to come up that side. You can come up that side. You're going to go down that side. I'm going to stand down there. I'll anoint your feet. You can go off that way. And then the others, the seers, the watchmen, the intercessors, come stand here and face me. Because I'm going to touch, I'm going to anoint your, your, your mouth and just touch your eyes. I'll be careful. All right. If you've got glasses, I'll smear your glasses. Amen. But, but are those people, because I really believe, and I know it may, may sound strange, and if you're here for the first time and you think this is strange, yeah, it is pretty strange. But we're not religious. The strangest thing for me is religion, where we want to control God. We must do it our way. There's a supernatural world out there that most Christians do not even know of. That's affecting their lives, affecting their children, affecting everything they do. So right now, those those ones with the beautiful feet, you believe that's you, just come to the front here. And those who are the seers, the intercessors, and we're going to start to worship with that song, calm and start to worship. it. just come that side and then come down this way. Line up here, all right, and then somebody will just put some hallelujah put it on my just put some on my hands hallelujah amen hallelujah so we're going to do this come this way Bill Bill the rock preacher what a good man you are what a good man you are amen oh tell you what. one thing I love about this man nothing stops him nothing stops him amen nothing stops you Nothing stops you. So as I, as I lay my hands on your feet, you can go off. But we're doing that this morning. I'm asking you as a church that you stretch out your hands and you believe God. And, you know, whether it's everybody, it doesn't matter. What matters to me this morning is that I do what I believe God wants us to do this morning. And, and many of you are going to find healing. Many of you are going to find healing. Hallelujah. So Lord, thank You right now in Jesus' name as I lay hands on beautiful feet. Hallelujah. Come and start singing. Hallelujah. As I lay my hands on your feet, you can go off. Hallelujah. Thank You, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank You, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank You, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank You, Father, in Jesus' name. Sharon, you can help me, please. Hallelujah. Thank You, Father, in Jesus' name jesus name thank you lord hallelujah hallelujah thank you father we bless you beautiful believe we still believe we still believe we still believe hallelujah Jesus come here Stephen hallelujah hallelujah you know there's there's something upon Stephen it's it's you know I've just seen you grow from a a young boy to a man that carries authority because you have been like Joshua that, that tarried, that waited in the tabernacle, in the presence, served Moses. And I've seen how you've served me, you've served David, you've served so many people. There's, there's something incredible upon you. Even with your wife, where's your wife? Is she working? Okay. Lord, but we pray, Angie, thank you, Lord, both of them. Lord, as we lay, as I lay my hands upon Stephen and Reiner together for both of them, Lord, I thank you that Joshua anointing will rise up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Never lose your hunger for God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. God is so good. Amen. God is so good. God is so good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is so good. Come on. God is good. You will see. You know what you think? You know, sometimes it's strange things. We do random things. But you know, all I know is, is I have to be obedient to God. That's all I know. Amen. And I like to work everything out in my mind and make everything. Just got to figure it out here. Because I ain't a stupid boy. But more than that, I'm a spiritual man. And we need to allow the anointing to flow in our lives again. Some of you are going to experience God in another level. Amen. So, Father, right now, just raise our hands before we take our seats. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, right now, will you bless your people? Anoint them, Lord. Bless them in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Just take your seats. Give me give me a timer 25 minutes please. Okay, I'll do my best. It's like a placebo effect. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Thank you band. Thank you. Jesus at the center of it all. That's that's really what I want to minister this morning. Jesus at the center of it all. Because if Jesus is not the center of it all, this is not church. If it's not about Jesus, it's not about church. It's not about Him at all. Amen. That's why we have no time to strut our stuff and to look important and make ourselves better than anyone else because it's not about us. It's about Him. It always has been. And I know in these days, the church is finally beginning to figure that out, that this has always been about Jesus. And God in His grace sometimes allows things and tolerates things to bring us to the place that we actually realize this is all about Him. Amen. Because everything starts with Him. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, to 3 says, in the beginning, God, in the beginning, right? In the beginning, in the the beginning, right, God. Amen. Some of you, I know this, but uh, amen. Amen. But some of you will catch. <laughs> in the beginning, God. Not in the beginning, man. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. I love how the Bible just says, in the beginning, God. God doesn't have to make any introduction except to say, I'm here. I always have been. I always will be. Amen. God created heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was in the face of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering or if you're a good South African, hovering, all right? If you're Australian, it's hovering, amen? Amen? Is that right? Over the face, it's hovering over the face of the waters. Then, then God said, "God said, let there be light, and there was light." I always love how what God does. Whenever there's chaos, He speaks light. He declares light. It's the first thing that has to come upon people's lives. Amen. That's why. And that light is Jesus. No one else. That light is Jesus. So when there's chaos, God speaks light. When you don't know what to do, get back to Jesus. Amen. When you don't, know, when you're in a crisis, get back to Jesus. In the beginning, God. Get back to God in the beginning. That's why, that's why Jesus says to the church, You've left your first love. Get back to that first love. In the beginning, God. Hallelujah. Because it was Jesus, the word. Because the Bible says God spoke. Let there be light. And if we go to John chapter 1, it says this in John 1, verse 1. I'll read a couple of scriptures. In the beginning was the word. Amen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. Who's this talking about? Jesus, the Word. Because everything is about Him. He's the centre of everything, Jesus at the centre of it all. Everything was made through Him and without Him nothing was made that was made. If you believe that somehow we came from an ape, you've got more faith than I ever have in my life. Amen. If you believe that, that, that somehow some little explosion happened and all of this just miraculously appeared. Verse four says in him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Oh, will we be those people that God sends and and that we proclaim about the light? And it says this man came for a witness, to bear witness to the light that all through him might believe. That's what God is calling the church to do at this time is to be that man called John, to be the, that, that body called John that we bear witness to the light, hallelujah. We bear witness to the Word of God. We bear witness to the One who was in the beginning. We bear witness to the One who is the centre of it all, hallelujah. There was, And it says he was not that light, but that he was sent to bear witness of that light. Oh, and it's so good that we are finding that out. That it's not about
1: us.
0: (laughs) I ain't the light. Amen. But we reflect as the body the light. And He was sent to bear witness of the light, but that true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through Him, and the world did not know Him. He came to His own and His own did not receive Him. You know, if Jesus walked in now, would any of you know? yes we would because we're a church hungry for God But as many as received Him, to them He gave the right or the power to become children of God to those who believe in His name, who were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Oh, I'm I'm so glad that I'm not born. It wasn't because it was my father and mother had a plan, it's because God had a plan. Hallelujah. And I'm born again because God had a plan. God's got a plan for you. You've got to recognize and acknowledge that I have a reason why I'm alive on planet earth today. It's not just to exist. It's not just to work and make money and, and buy stuff, do stuff, etc. We get lost in all of that. We get lost in people. I want to just challenge a lot of you young people, young married couples, don't get lost in this. In your pursuit of stuff that does nothing without seeking God. Amen? Because we're not going to be that generation who sells out uh, the presence of God for material possessions. Amen? And He says and verse 14, And the Word, say the Word. The Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. That's Jesus, hallelujah. So Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So the Word became flesh. That same Word that was there in the beginning when God said, let there be light, He spoke. That was Jesus because nothing was made without Jesus Christ. And the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst men. And we beheld the glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of Him and cried out, saying, This was He of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me. He was before me, and of His fullness we've all received. If you have Jesus, you lack nothing. The only thing we lack is because of our lack of surrender to Him. Because the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Not just grace, it's truth. There is no church without grace. But there is no church without truth. They are inseparable. We love the truth, we speak the truth but we show grace to the broken, the hurting, and we extend the grace of God to people who are so broken by the system that we extend the grace of God. You know, I was a backslider as a young boy. When I I came back to Jesus as a young man, after being in the army, There were a lot of people who thought, God shouldn't bless me. There were a lot of people who just said, how can God use you? Well, I encountered the truth and I encountered His grace. And there were some who believed in me. There were some who walked with me. That's grace. And God calls us to live in truth and grace, because when we do that, we reflect Jesus, His Son. Amen. Truth and grace. Hebrews chapter one, it says He holds everything together. He says, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke to us in, in, uh, by the, to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by His Son whom He has appointed heir of all things, through whom He made the worlds, who being the brightness of His glory, the express image of His Son, His person, and upholding all things by the power of His Word. God, this whole universe is held together by the power of God's Word. Amen. If God pulled His Word back, everything would implode. Everything would implode. Amen. And contrary to your, your, your propaganda, it's not climate change that's causing things. Amen. Hello. No matter what man does, this thing will hold together until God says enough. Until God says on that day that heaven and earth will be burnt up. And He will create a new heaven and a new earth. Hallelujah. Come on. And I will tell you what, no matter what man says, no matter what the politicians say, you can trust God. God will bless you. Hallelujah. God will favor you. And you and I in this day and this time need to understand that it's by the grace of God that we stand to reflect the light of God, the love of God, the mercy of God, and the power of God in this day. He is the great I am. Listen to me. Come on. He is the great I am. John chapter 8, verse 58. And I want you to get this because this is absolutely incredible. This is what Jesus says. He said to them, He said to the religious, He said, most assuredly I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. You know what Jesus was saying? He says, when, when, when God spoke to Moses and Moses said, Whom shall I say sent me? God said, go tell Pharaoh, I am sent you. What Jesus was saying, He says before Abraham was, I am. He says, I was the one at the bush. I was the burning bush. I am the great I am. Oh, I tell you what, the amazing thing that this amazing God became flesh to save us, to deliver us, to heal us, to forgive us, to give us a brand new start, blows my mind beyond anything else. And I understand the love that God has got for His people, the love that God has got for humanity. It says before Abraham was I am. The I am has come down as the deliverer. And yeah, here, here's the amazing thing: is that if we go to John 18, when Jesus was being betrayed in the garden, is my sound okay? Good, good, it says. When Jesus was being betrayed in the garden, Jesus, therefore, knowing that that all things would, would come upon him, went forward and said to them, Who are you seeking? Because because Judas was there with the soldiers coming to betray Jesus. And Jesus goes unafraid because he knows the will of God. Then he says, Who are you seeking? And they say, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus said to them, I am he. And Judas who betrayed Him, also stood with Him. Now no, no, listen, I want you to get this. In the Bible, in, in the original Greek, the He is not there. It says, when they said, who are you seeking? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And all Jesus said, I am. Now the next verse is absolutely incredible. It says, now, now when He said to them, I am here, or just I am, they drew back and they fell to the ground. Uh, You've got to understand this. They were slain in the Spirit. Because at that moment, Jesus gives them a slight glimpse of who He is. He says, I am. And when He says, I am, in that moment, there's a glory of God is revealed in that moment. And all of them, all those soldiers, including Judas, drew back and fell on the ground by the power of God. I'll tell you what, this is the Jesus that we are working with. You think He's lost control? You think it's over? Well, wait till He just gives you one little glimpse of His glory. In one split second, they fall to the ground. Hallelujah. It's in that moment. Let's just jump to Ephesians chapter one from the message. Paraphrase. Because we're going to come to two things right now. You see, I have, a, I have a lot to share on this, but for the sake of time, because God needs to rub some things in certain people. If Jesus is not Lord of all, He's not Lord at all. Because Jesus is the center, He has to be the center of my life, the center of my family the center of church, the center of home cell, the center of the, the worship team, the center of the media, the center of everything we do, the center of our lives. And a lot of people need to get back to Jesus. Yes, yes. what the Bible says in Ephesians 1. The, the Message Bible is just a paraphrase, but it, it gives you the, the idea He says all this energy issues from Christ. God raised Him from death and set Him on a throne in deep heaven in charge of running the universe. Mm -hmm. Amen. You know what the Hubble spacecraft finding out now, Hubble telescope? They're finding out that this universe is ever-expanding. Everything from galaxies to governments. Oh, it's amazing how arrogant governments have become. It's amazing. They're still trying to wield their power, even in this nation, trying to manipulate things, but we will win. Because there's one, His name is Jesus. Amen. And He says, He says, No name and no power exempt from His rule. And not just for the time being, but forever. He's in charge of it all. He has the final word on on everything. The band can come up. At the center of this all, and I want you to get this at the center of this all, Christ rules the church. Oh, how would it be so great if Christ ruled the church? Amen. And we, as God's people right now and in this day and this hour, are saying, Jesus, you rule the church, not man, not our personalities. Not our big egos, nothing. Not our latest revelation, but Jesus rules the church. Amen. Come on. Oh, come on. He says, the church you see. And I I want some of you to get this. Because if Jesus is the head and we are the body, and Jesus rules, then that's incumbent upon the church to operate in the same power. And he says, the church, you see, is not peripheral to the world, hmm. but the world is peripheral to the church. You've got to get this. We're not on the outside looking in, excuse me. These, this lame mindset That makes the church out to be pathetic, hanging on losers, going nowhere, is not the gospel. Because those who carry the the beauty, who have the beautiful feet, say to Zion, "Our God reigns," and that's our message to the church, and that's our message to the world. And the world, the Bible tells us, is peripheral to the church. Why? Because Jesus is the head of all things and we are His body. That's why I will tell you often and over and over and over again, it's not about you. you not the individual. You don't make up the church. Not you and God. It's us and God. Our Father who is in heaven. Oh, He's our God. He's the, we are the body. We are part of the body. And together we make up the church. And together the Bible tells us that Everything is under our feet and together the world is peripheral to the church. You see, it's when we are individualistic and we don't understand the glory of God resides in the body. We miss this whole thing. We miss it. We become disillusioned. Have you ever been hurt, Pastor? Yes, many times. Have you ever been stabbed in the back? Yes, many times. But there are no festering wounds in my back because Jesus is my healer. Amen. And because it's all about Him, and if it's all about Him, He will come and tend to my wounds and heal them and wash them and sanctify me, spirit, soul, and body, and sanctify us. Hallelujah. He says... The church is Christ's body, which He speaks and acts, by which He fills everything with His presence. Listen, they're in Rockingham. The throne of God will rule and reign in that place. Amen. We will take that city. Because Rockingham is peripheral. I don't care if it's a safest seat in the whole country politically. Jesus is King. Everything else is peripheral to Jesus the King. In this nation, in this city, Jesus is King. And when the church begins to make that proclamation, when the church begins to understand and say, we carry this executive authority to actually change the spirit realm and to shift and change things. So when we pray, when we worship like we have been doing as a church, oh, I tell you what happens, we, we begin to understand that the cracks begin to open up. I, I see that all over, that the cracks are opening in the enemy's armour and he's running, he's on the run. Right why? Because the gates of hell shall not stop the church. We are going forward. We are taking back souls. We are taking back that which belongs to the church. Hallelujah. Why? Because it's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet and I'm going to do this. I'm going to give you who Jesus really is. Not my video that I played last week. Amen. We'll make a new video. Hallelujah. I know John came to me and said, Pastor, that was a great video when you were younger. Now, it's only like eight, nine years ago, so I'm still young, John. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But who's Jesus? Let me start with the first five letters of the alphabet. Who is Jesus? Because you're going to get this. You're going to get this. Hallelujah. And you're going to work with. You're going to shift into a different gear, different anointing. Hallelujah. 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 Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the Anointed One. He's the Author and the Finisher of our faith. He's the Author of life. He's the Author, the Altogether Lovely One. He's our All in All. He's the Advocate. He's the Ancient of Days. He's the Anchor of my Soul. He's Almighty God. He's the Apostle and High Priest of my Confession. He's the Arm of the Lord. He's the Advocate. He's alive forevermore. He's all knowing, all Seen. all in all. He's all mighty. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the Ancient of Days, the Anointed One. He's the author of eternal salvation. He's the author of our faith. He's the bright and morning star. He's the beginning and the end, the brightness of the Father's glory. He's my brother. He's my bridegroom. He's my beloved. He's my banner. He's the bread of life, the branch of the Lord, my blessed hope and my coming King. He's the balm of Gilead. He's the beginning. He's the banner. He's the bearer of sin. He's before all things. Oh, I tell you, He's the blessed one. He's the blessed hope. He's the bread of life. He's the bridegroom. He's the bright and morning star. He's the brightness of His glory. Oh, that's Jesus. That's Jesus. Oh, I tell you, there's no one like Jesus. No one like Jesus. He's the creator of all things. The creator of all things. He's the commander and the captain of the Lord's host. He's the chief cornerstone. He's the chosen of God and precious. He's my He's my counsellor, He's my comforter, He's my consolation, He's the chief shepherd, He's the circumciser of my heart, He's the captain of my soul, He's the chief cornerstone, He's the comforter, He's the crown of glory, that's who Jesus is. Oh, I tell you what, oh, and not only that, He's the desire of all nations. He's the door of everlasting life. He's my dwelling place. He's my defence and deliverer. He's the destroyer of demons. He's my doctor. He's the day star that is arising in my heart. He's my defence. He's he's my desire. He was the one who was despised and rejected. He's the door of the ship. He is my dwelling place. That's who Jesus is. Oh, I tell you, He is the express image of God. He's the everlasting Father. He's the end of the law. He's my exceeding great reward. He's Emmanuel, God with us. He's the end of God's people. Oh, hallelujah. He's eternal life. That's who Jesus is. He's the firstborn. He's, he's the firstborn, oh hallelujah. He's the first fruit. He's the faithful and true witness. He's our forerunner in heaven for us. Oh, I tell you, He's the fountain of living waters. He's our fortress and salvation. He's the foundation that no one else can lay. That's my Jesus. He's the forgiveness. He's my forgiver. That's who He is. He's my faithful and true. He's the finisher of my faith. He's the first fruits. He's my fortress, my foundation. He's the fountain of living waters. He's the friend of publicans and sinners. And He's the friend that sticks closer than a brother. There's no one like Jesus. There's no one